0: in your one-on-ones, or maybe with a mechanism like a survey or something that HR can put together, is to find out how safe they actually feel every day to bring their whole best self. And so even though they might feel physically safe, psychologically they don't necessarily feel safe because when we don't know people, sometimes that doesn't feel like we're not ready to be our whole selves.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Leadership Now series with Nick Vujicic and Christine Grimm. Aria Consulting, 23 years of executive coaching, and I'm humbled that she is my coach. I could not lead without the sound coaching from Christine. I'm so glad, Chris, that we get to coach everyone. Watch and tell us what we're going to be experiencing here on this series.
0: Yeah, we're going to coach you uh, around leadership, around real challenges, how to navigate the challenges that you have right now, and and how to feel good about it.
1: I'm so excited, Chris, you're going to be sharing with us also your pool of CEOs that can bring in and chime in some principles from their experience as well. Thank you for joining us here on the Leadership Now series. Here's today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nick Vujicic Podcast and Leadership Now series with Nick Vujicic and Christine Grimm from Aria Consulting. Hello, Chris. How are you?
0: I'm great. Hi, everybody.
1: Good to see you again. Thank you so much for doing this program that is encouraging leadership all around the world. Oh, my goodness. Can we first of all share with everyone the opportunity we had with a business school in Armenia? Tell them about what we did together for that school.
0: It's true. A few weeks ago, we did a live stream with, uh, I believe, about 200 Students and alumni and faculty from leadership uh, leadership school Armenia, they're amazing. They're they're doing really great things, uh, providing low no cost or no cost education for um, you know anybody. I think that wants to start a business, uh, grow their business. Their goal is uh, you know to to rise uh, rise up their whole region of the world and do that by, you know, empowering people to do amazing things. And what a conversation we had, right? Like just uh, the, the beautiful, passionate, uh, amazing questions. Uh, it, it was really inspiring for me, at least.
1: It was awesome. It was inspiring. It was engaging. It was challenging. And it was also also entertaining from our end to see how technologically cool they set it up that we could zoom in on the people who uh, you know, we're asking the question and see them and see their interaction live. And it was such a great opportunity. So hello uh, to the school out there. And if anyone else would like to um, have any opportunities uh, all around the world, simply go to uh, Christine Grimm's website for her uh, team to hear of your interest. If you'd like some resources from them uh, or coaching, Christine Grimm's company uh, does companies all around the world. Um, The website is, uh, I'll give them a couple of them.
0: We have ariacoach.com. We have ariacx.com. We have avi.me. You can find us pretty much uh, anywhere. It's a small world. It's a small world after all. That is actually the theme of the last few weeks, right? It felt like we were, I don't want to belabor this point, but I want to say to everybody, uh, it, it felt like we were not far away from each other. So, hashtag thanks Corona for another opportunity for people who might not have reached out to us uh, before this situation. And now, you know, we have people because of this podcast, but also because we have all pushed ourselves to get used to using technology, that we were able to very quickly, because of the amazing people there, uh, put this together. They invited people, but we were able to do it pretty seamlessly which
1: was just awesome. Awesome, awesome. And if you're listening or watching uh, the Leadership Now series, we'd love to hear from you, not only just some suggestions of what you'd like us to discuss, we'd like to hear from you. How has this helped you? How has this helped your company? Uh, And we'd love to, you know, share your story with us first, uh, you know, just for our own encouragement that, look, the only reason why we're doing this, uh, because we're doing this for free, uh, is to try and help you. And we'd love to hear how this has helped you. Uh, and if there's any other companies out there who'd like to do a webinar with me, uh, go to com to register your interest there and do your inquiry there. Uh, Chris, we are so excited to talk about this very interesting thing. You know what I love about this? Uh, we're talking about things that I don't think other people are talking about. Yeah. And and on the other end, it's also like so real in the timing of things. And uh, with you coaching so many top executives uh, up to Fortune 50 companies, weekly, you're on the phone with them, you know the pulse of corporate America and worldwide, uh, and what we are all dealing with, no matter what the scale of size of our company or organizations are. Uh, today's topic, we wanted to talk about um, real, the, the, the reality of what is psychological safety. Did I say that right?
0: Yeah, you did. It's pet peeve of mine right now, as you know, everybody. Uh, It's everywhere. If you're on LinkedIn, if you're on Facebook, uh, whatever social media you're on, if you're looking at articles, um, some of which I think are great, but a lot of them are misusing some terminology. And so I thought since Nick and I have talked about psychological safety before, uh, I thought we should come back around and actually talk about uh, maybe kind of what that really is and uh, also talk about some of the other dynamics that I think are that happening in the workplace right now, all over the world, and help leaders navigate those.
1: Awesome. So Chris, what's yeah. the first thing about understanding, obviously, when it does happen, um, and noticing it, acknowledging it, um, or even identifying it first? Let's talk yeah. about identifying what that is, I guess.
0: Sure. So one, uh, kudos to any leader uh, who wants to make their workplace and their team, in particular, safe for people to contribute, right? Uh, Our goal as leaders, your goal, (laughs) uh, you're paying people to be there, whether they're uh, paid or volunteer, actually. Anybody who shows up, right, we need them to be at their best all the time uh, when they're contributing. So the idea here is we should make it safe for everyone. And the reason I said safe is because like I was saying, it's a little annoying sometimes if you start to realize that that's defined differently by everyone. So I wanted to kind of level set first and say, um, first of all, every workplace is different. And we've talked about that. You really need to know who you have and safety for each person psychological safety, just like physical safety, frankly, is different for um, everybody. (laughs) So that makes it a little challenging, right? Because you as a leader, and if you are big enough to have a human resources group or person, um, you know, these are the kind of conversations you should be having, right? Like, who are our people? What do they need to be able to contribute Uh, their best selves, right, bring all of their knowledge and skills all the time. And in, I think, the workplace of today, that, well, that's been challenging because first and foremost, we've been dealing with a lack of personal safety since the COVID thing happened, right? So we have humans who are showing up, a lot of them in Zoom, not in a physical space anymore, but some people are going to work. And so you just think about that for a second, right so there are people essential workers all over the world who have put themselves in harm's way this whole time so their safety that's a really great example right that that has many dimensions to it and it is different than people who might have been just working from home this whole time and isolated and or you know feeling a little safer from external things Um, but then have to come into a virtual situation for meetings and to try and get work done every day, maybe with technology they've never used before, sometimes with people they've never worked with before. And so even though they might feel physically safe, psychologically they don't necessarily feel safe because when we don't know people, sometimes that doesn't feel like we're not ready to be our whole selves. Um, It limits, you know, what can happen. So I would say to everyone, you need to A, know who you have, and uh, if you haven't asked them or set up something, you should, in your one-on-ones, or maybe with a mechanism like a survey or something that HR can put together, is to find out how safe they actually feel every day to bring their whole best self. And I know for some people, they're just like, that That sounds like a that should be easy. And unfortunately, in a lot of the places, that's not, right? That that could be uh, as much as someone feeling like they're new in their job and they don't know what they're talking about yet. So it doesn't mm-hmm. feel safe to, to say things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be as, unfortunately, in some places, we actually have workplace bullying. And of course, we also have all the other diversity and other issues that we talk about um, that are in the forefront of the global conversation right now. Like, is the workplace a safe place um, for people of all genders, races, et cetera? Like, th- sometimes those are the most tangible ways to talk about this. Um, but what's going on every day uh, isn't always easy to predict or understand. You just know, right? You, you know, by the way, that people are feeling unsafe when they don't say things in the meeting that they will say outside of the meeting. So.
1: Yep. And then add in all this social unrest, uh, political atmosphere. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've got friends around me who I actually agree with, where, you know, it's just best to say nothing at all mm-hmm. uh, in some aspects and some meetings, mm-hmm. which in a sense sucks. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like some people who feel like they want safety they don't also understand that um there are other people who want that safety they may not just voice that out and and i i i just i did not even know where to begin with this you're the expert with this the dynamics of everyone at a meeting at a table where we understand i mean when we're talking about even bullying. I mean, we, you know, the the diversity as well as, you know, disabilities, but you don't need to have some vertical of identification or disability defined anything for you to be classed as one of the people in the beautiful world that we have, which is a diverse world because we're all different, we're all unique, we're all thinking different, we're all feeling different, we're all feeling safe sometimes and all feeling not so safe. And some say something, some don't say anything. So when you say doing a survey, when you say doing a survey for those companies, uh, for instance, um, is it, is it how, how, do, how does a practical, from a practical measure, how do you know from your staff that they have this place is it a, a, a thing that you can do on the phone is it companies doing it on an email is it a monkey survey that the uh monkey chip is it chimp monkey whatever that is uh that you guys <laughs> 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 is it that thing uh that, that that companies use what's the what's the uh what's the the idea of of or 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 ways in how companies can get that because it's one thing to understand it's out there, but it's another thing to really face the fact if it's right here, right now. And how do we get that information in a way that everyone feels comfortable to actually download it?
0: Well, first of all, I want to come back for a second because before okay. you do surveys and do all those kind of things, and, and we've talked about this before, right? It's critical that as an organization that you have values that are clear to your employees, right? This is our culture. This is what we believe. And how do you like that my dog wants to be on the podcast? I
1: love that your dog.
0: Shasti, come here. Do you want to talk to Nick? Um, <laughs> sorry, everybody. But, you know, working from home, this is what we got. Um, so uh, what do you do? You, you need to have values. And hopefully your values are well-rounded. And what I mean by that, that they address whatever... Um, people need to feel respected, uh, to know what it means to respect themselves and others every day, so that you can build on your values, right? That's just one value. Uh, most organizations have some way of articulating that, you know, here, here's what we value and here are the kind of people we want to work here and here's what it's gonna be like. This is our contract with each other about how we're gonna behave. And in that process, um, then, right, then you can ask questions like, do you feel respected here? Uh, what does it feel like on your team? Do you feel like you can contribute 100%? Do you feel like when you voice your opinion or concerns uh, that, that, that it's safe to do that? Um, safe meaning that there won't be any level of retaliation for doing so. And again, these aren't new conversations. These have been around for a really long time. I do believe that they're Uh, you know, in the forefront of our conversations, Nick. So leaders are looking for more tools around there, uh, around them because, you know, we've been put in such a weird, 2020 has been a weird year. And because people have been triggered and we've talked about that, that their primal fears for many people because there's been uncertainty and so much disruption and change that people are generally in their life, right? Take away work (laughs) for just a second. Right, They're dealing with a lot and there are many people who are dealing with so many things we've talked about in lots of podcasts and I know all of you out there have your own version of the story wherever you are, whatever you're doing. But then bring that into the work context, it's, it's important right, that you have a mixture of ways. So back to your question, Nick, I would say a survey monkey or a kind of survey, online survey, there's a lot of those tools out there that you can leverage to do uh, very low cost um, anonymous surveying that makes things safe for people, by the way. Uh, if in fact, you think in a one-on-one conversation, which isn't anonymous, you're, when you're talking to someone, uh, if they feel uncomfortable talking about something because they, you know, that doesn't feel safe, then you've got to have other ways for them to communicate that. And if you're a small business and you don't have human resources, right, you don't have people whose job it is to take care of the humans, uh, then then you've got to take it upon yourself. And I know there's lots of small business owners, nonprofit and for-profit who um, thank you, by the way, for following us and being a part of leadership now. So I want to address that, right? So if you don't have Human resources, or someone in the organization whose job is to do this, then you as a leader do have to look for those resources and find a way. um, Even being the boss, right? Sometimes that's unsafe to people. Like if I tell the boss, I might be in trouble, or if I tell the boss, they they can't really hear me because they're loyal to this person over here. There's a whole bunch of dynamics that can happen that keep people from bringing 100% and telling the truth all the time. And so you wanna reduce those moments, right? But reduce the anxiety about those moments, make it safe for people to, like I said, contribute. Isn't that the goal? Like just to ensure. So, so when people say psychological safety, that's why it bothers me. I think I said this to you off camera, Nick, that some people are missing the point and, and oftentimes will say to me, okay, well, our, our meetings, we don't have conflict so they must be safe or everybody's nice to each other. We like each other. So I've got a safe team, Chris. And I'm like, Mm-mm. sometimes those are the teams that actually can't have the hardest, most important conversations for the business. And you can't run your business that way.
1: It's so good because the ground rules, it always comes from respect and it doesn't mean that uh, we may agree on everything. And it doesn't mean that we may not have heated moments because a part of all of us has a little bit of an ego and a little bit of pride. Uh, but, But to the point where most escalations from my little experiences is that when both people feel disrespected and neither of us understand it from each other's point of view at all, uh, to have, though, that ground and that foundation to be able to, after the fact, say, hey, I felt disrespected about that. Can we talk about this? When you say this, it made me feel this. And so having that environment where you do have that those values instilled in that company where everyone's on the same page, everyone's just trying to do the best with what they can, but I think what's interesting even more in 2020 is that everyone's hijacked on emotions like no other year because marriages are going through nuts stuff, Uh, transitions of children coming in, uh, in the house when they, you know, and, and all this stuff going on in this, like you said, just a very variable 2020 Um, it's, it's very touch and go. Uh, I'll, I'll say it that way. It's, you gotta be like, to me, Um, I've, I've come to a new awareness level. that I almost need to, it's kind of hard to try straddle, stepping on eggshells, but then saying, this is the train and we're going, um, you know, like, like how, like that's so difficult to the most extremes in 2020.
0: It's so amazing what you just said. I just want to pause and make sure everybody you just said a few things that are so important. So I wanna start from, hopefully I won't forget. Uh, First of all, a lot of people are walking on eggshells, so it's not safe, duh, like this is what we're talking about, like at a very fundamental um, level. So I would say to everyone, you know, first of all, um, I can't say this enough to you all, and I wanna come back to something, Nick, that you referenced one of the things that we've done on Nick's team and frankly I do it with every team so anybody out there who I've coached or worked with you know you know about this. I believe that one of the ways to consistently have your team be healthy which means your organization will be healthy is to have not just values like respect uh, but also what I call mechanisms. So I've taught you some tools right Nick and other leaders for giving and receiving feedback. So to your point about making sure that you can sometimes go wait, time out, let's have a conversation about this and not surprise people with feedback or give people feedback in front of other people, right? That you should have some kind of process that you follow to talk to each other like giving and receiving feedback, everybody, is a fancy way of saying, talking to each other about real life and agreeing about what's working and what needs to change. It's that simple and it's that difficult. But that's a, that's a really um, important part of this, right? Because oftentimes when leaders don't know how to give feedback and don't know how to receive feedback That's a critical factor that can create a lack of safety on a team. Because then what happens is that sometimes feedback doesn't happen until there's a problem and people like maybe it happened a long time ago or maybe you know, it's not recent, so they don't remember the details and then people get caught in like arguing about the details and not hearing the feedback and really understanding what needs to change. So you referenced that Nick was, is you know, when I was working with you and your team, but again, this would be with every team, everybody, learning to talk to each other and not have it be awkward or, or disrespectful or unsafe creating the space and having an agreement or a mechanism is what I call it, which is a toolkit that allows you to say, okay, when we give feedback, here's the process that we follow so that everybody knows the rules and everybody um, knows what it feels like. So even though you might not like what you're hearing, it feels you, you know what's happening. And hopefully it's not like a big old slap on the head where you didn't see it coming and maybe it happened on a day where, where you couldn't hear it because you were busy doing something else or distracted or you had bloody feet from walking in those eggshells. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes! No, I, I, I think everything you're saying is so applicable to, to so many people right now. Um, and it's it's in every team in any team. Um, what I love about these episodes is they they're very practical. But it's also on the theory base. It's not theory. It's it's the 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 psychology. Mm-hmm. It's the psychology because anyone who's not so like me and my uncle Banta, right? We hardly we hardly see each other uh, these days, we, you know, he, he, know, he, we always say to each other, he tells me, I know where you stand and you know where I stand. And when we do pick up the phone, I just saw him a couple of weeks ago and I'll maybe see him in a month or so. Um, but, but when we do pick up the phone, when we do catch up, we're numbers people, right? So he's like on a, you know, on a, on a, on a spiritual level, one to 10, where are you? 10 being the highest. And mental and that's what we do. We have a barometer. And I give him my numbers. He gives me his numbers. And you know, if any if any of those numbers go down a six or five, then you know something's wrong. Um and so we always do that. We know exactly where we're at. And and kind of that's that's how we catch up. Uh and he's he's like a father figure to me for over a decade. I mean 15 years. And so um when when we have that transparency and respect um, you know, even when we, even if we ever had heated moments, uh, together, we, we, we are so transparent with one another. We feel like family, and I feel like what, what was, what was, um, fear, fear. Uh, how do I say it? What scared me the most, I think, over 2005 to 2015, was uh, me getting over the fear of having people who I've never met before on my team, um, who I don't feel like I could be transparent, just like I am with other people that I've known all my life. But that's unfortunately what we've got to do. We've got to, however you want to say it, you've got to understand um, that we, we do have to trust each other. Um, and, and that's the loving value that we have. Because I love you and you love me and I respect you and you respect me. We have a safe place. We can talk things out. We can agree to disagree and then make a decision based on that. But I think what's really important in that, if there's ever a disagreement that you have to tell that person that you do disagree and there and then, and, 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 and be, be upfront. But at the same time, sometimes Chris, it takes time for people to look back and then realize, and I'm, I'll be one of the first people to say it sometimes took Nick a couple of weeks from a meeting and look back and say, uh, yeah, I, I was actually a, a little egotistical on that phone call. I am so sorry for how I was hijacked, which hijacked this. Um, I'm, I'm not uh, prideful to admit my faults and failures along the way and learning that and i think though with all those conversations that it actually fortifies though in transparency that relationship and when you look at each other subconsciously you remember what wars you fought through together you remember what disagreements you've had together but fortifying that bridge that you've made quite strong uh in in building up that trust i think iron sharpens iron doesn't mean that there's no spark sometimes too.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything that you just said. And I, I actually believe we are at our best when we can be forthright with each other and authentic and as transparent as possible, right? So I know for some people that sounds like consultant or therapist words, and I I I don't mean to to do that. I I really believe that authenticity and vulnerability, like I said, in these these terms I'm using, you know, is you being your whole self, being able to say when you feel bad or good or mad or sad, etc., not having to fake it in in the, uh, any relationship, work or at home. Um, you know, being able also though to to have boundaries around that and learn how to articulate things well. So, you know, when Nick mentioned that he and Uncle Bata, who I adore, uh, and he's a very, he's an amazing man. um, But the scale, like you're talking about everybody, that's what I mean by a mechanism, right? When we have an agreement with another person or a group of people that we're going to agree to talk about something in a specific way and then we use a tool, like he said, the scale, like we're how are you? Take a temperature check or something from one to 10. Where are you today? And you know, 10 means we're the happiest and one is really bad. And so that's an agreement to use the mechanism. So I love that, Nick, you just showed us one. And so for anybody out there thinking, I don't even understand what she's saying. It's that simple, but you actually have to do it with the other person or the other people. So it takes a little time uh, to be able to do that. And then you have to agree together on what those numbers on your scale or whatever the words you're going to use, right? I work with a team, everybody, that you might like this better instead of the scale that Nick talked about. I work with a team where they have red light, green light, yellow, red light, yellow light, green light, and they use cards (laughs) that are printed and they're those colors. Um, When they go around and do a, a, like a check-in for their team, you just hold up the color so everybody can see where you are that day. And they use it for personal check-ins now on Zoom, which I think is fantastic. And back when they were able to go to work together full-time, they used it as a status check on projects. Uh, so that they could say, hey, how's that project going? And very quickly, the person could go green. And then they knew at that meeting, they didn't have to spend a lot of time talking about that thing because things must be going pretty well. But if that person over there says red, and this person over here says green, now we know we have things to talk about. And so it's simple little tools like this that, again, what are we trying to do? Well, we're trying to like, reduce the amount of time people get caught in feeling unsafe or not telling everybody all the details, or or worse, right, getting into conflict because we disagree about the state of something, and just creating the agreement that, okay, everybody show up, everybody get out whatever is going on and you need to say, and if you do need to give someone specific feedback, let's make sure that you do that safely, which means not in front of other people and with some kind of agreement, And I was also gonna say uh, something we talked about way back in our podcast with Jeremy Korst. Uh, And we talked about ground rules. And so another tool leaders that you can use, and I just referenced it a little bit, which is an agreement with um, usually either one or more people in advance of having to have those hard, awkward, or potentially unsafe conversations, right? We agree in advance, And we say to people, what makes you feel the most safe, let's say, in a meeting? And so we start to understand what everybody needs. And by the way, it doesn't have to turn into a therapy session because my experience, 24 years worth almost, uh, is that most teams, it's not a big old list. Mm. There's a lot of commonality, right, about what people need to feel like they can participate well. And so one, you have to ask the question, you have to listen to people, and then you make an agreement about what that's going to look and feel like for us. Like some people need data to make decisions. They can't make decisions, or they don't like making decisions based on just emotional reactions to things. And then there's a whole bunch of people I know who are really good with making decisions on their gut or the feelings, and they don't need a lot of data. Well, just the two difference in the two kinds of people sometimes creates a problem for a team to move forward. So again, you have to know who you have, know what they need, and then create some new agreements so everybody feels like they can contribute. And again, I'm not trying to oversimplify something that I know in real life is sometimes hard. I think we're just encouraging you all not to shy away from this. And to note, by the way, that the reason why this is so relevant right now is we're still all getting used to doing business like this doing business away from each other, um, even though some businesses are coming back. And by the way, I'm, I'm doing a lot of in-person meetings, everybody. So I will tell you if that's in any trend and how people are scheduling, meetings are starting to be scheduled and flights are starting to happen. And I know in some of our client companies, they're creating new policy around allowing people to safely meet not just in the US, but globally. So there is some momentum that that is happening and and that's fantastic. But it doesn't take away, again, that we've had to learn new ways of working. And for some people, it still doesn't feel great. So what do we gotta do? Well, we gotta find out what they need.
1: Yep, so good. And I think what you said is really important where even just the, the differences, I think it's more of a disc a personality deal where, you know, there are some people that uh, need more data than, than other, other, other uh, qualitative items, if you will, uh, to make a decision. Um, but I, I can also say how it's even in marriage. Um, you know, if, if you have one person, you've got two people, one person seems from the other person that I got to step on, eggshells to communicate to you every single day of my life. Uh, Eventually, because I'm not someone that uh, can can take on the bloody feet stepping on eggshells for a decade, (laughs) bottling all that up is so unhealthy. Same thing with the other person looking at you're just a, a, a freight train and you're nothing but a freight train. Mm. you're all or nothing and it's ridiculous so can we like see like from eggshells to walk into a bicycle to a car to the freight train like how do we kind of feel out what these things are because the sooner you articulate that transparency the better because man when I bottle up stuff I come out and and I, I can be a steamroller sometimes And and absolutely every single time, no matter what it was, every time Nick came out like a steamroller in his life, whether it's friendship, was business, was whatever. Guess what? I regretted it. There was never a time that I came out like a steamroller and said, "Yeah, I showed them." It's like, yeah, I'm I'm proud of that. That's exactly what they deserved. (laughs) The heck, it's like you you know. So we all have our personality traits and to be aware of that and then to filter that to learn from that i think is is a key i want to i want to say on on all of this the reason why i'm saying this is just bringing more information and context and and color to that but then one other point would be you know it's not going to be you know put this tool put that formula and that's it it's, it's the struggle, it's the growing pains. And if you feel that you've got it and finally you've got harmony and a safe team, that's when you let your guards down. And then soon enough you figure out when something goes wrong, oh, we have a swamp. Well, where'd that swamp come from? <laughs> uh, and so it's that, it's that adoption from a mental health point of view as leaders to continue to proactively uh, accept that we're all human and that we all need to push and strive to do our best, to allow people to do their best for our company and harmony to be at its best.
0: Mm, That's so nice what you just said. Uh, Yeah, I think you just mentioned a few things that I wanna make sure they're clear to people. One, uh, knowledge about styles and personality is invaluable. So if you've never done that with your team, uh, Nick mentioned DISC, uh, that's only one of the many, many assessments out there uh, that are easy and fast to take. There's some that are no cost, but there are some that um, do cost money, but um, in, in, and are available in many languages around the world. We use a few that we can, DISC is one of them we use because you can use it on a global team and I love being able to have people take assessments in their um, native language, whatever language they dream in is how we look at. Uh, so it makes a difference, right? But uh, regardless, letting people get their own self-awareness around their style is super important so that they can share about their style with others, right? So self-awareness first, just like you were just doing it, Nick, you were demonstrating for us. So you're saying, so, I didn't even plan this, everybody. He just shows up and, perfectly models what we're talking about. Um, love that. Uh, but he did, right? He talked about, hey, your, your mic's off. Do you want to say something profound?
1: No, and, but I just want to say, and we haven't talked for how long? You and me, we haven't talked. What, two weeks? Three weeks?
0: Week. It's so weird. So yeah, two weeks. We it's been
1: two. fun. It's been fun just to, to just continue. Like, it's funny. Sorry. I just, I just need to tell everyone we haven't talked. <laughs>
0: I know that's not normal because during COVID, we were pretty much talking constantly. A but- lot,
1: which is a good thing, which I love you. It's <laughs> just what I need to talk to you less. That's a good thing.
0: <laughs> we can do a whole podcast on this, everybody. When Nick doesn't have to call Chris, it's a good thing. I don't Sorry.
1: Know. I, uh, I interrupted you. Go.
0: No, I look, this is Self-awareness is critical and you did it. You modeled for everyone talking about your own style and now reflecting, you know, not just because of experience and maturity, but because you learned to be self-aware and you've learned about your style. And I would say to everyone uh, just yesterday, I have to show you the story because it's so great. So one of the things that um, I do, my team does with um, senior teams, executive teams of any size company, is that we not only meet with the team as a whole, but I try to meet with the team in pairs. That means I take the team and I say, okay, we're going to schedule a whole bunch of pairs with me so I can get to know the team inside the relationships of the team members. And then what that helps us do is it helps me see uh, how much they trust each other, Um, how well they communicate to each other, usually we use an agenda of style, so that's why I was thinking about this, and it's relevant to all of you, what's magical about having people maybe take an assessment tool or something, um, even the simplest kind can open up a discussion, because now I have something that feels safe to me, I took assessment on myself, So whatever comes out on the PDF or the paper or whatever you have, the report, uh, now it's mine and mine, right? So now I have some awareness because I've assessed myself. And then when we have a safe environment, which is what I do in those pairs, it creates a space now where I say, okay, share something out of your report that you think is true with the other person. You don't have to share anything else. Just share one or two things that you think is true in that report. Sometimes they read it. From the report sometimes they just share their own paraphrased version and then the other person gets to go and all of a sudden magic starts to happen right because now i'm sharing what i'm aware of or what i think is true about myself and i'm opening up that discussion with the other people and nick made this point a little bit earlier which i can't stress to everybody enough about why that's good is because it's a safe way for people to talk about behavior and style and think about how great it is when Nick just said like when he can admit, oh the times when I've gotten all riled up about something and maybe my tempers come first, rarely does that work out. Well everybody can relax now because that person just said it. Like when I say to people, guess what, I'm super direct and I can be a little intimidating to people, just in case you didn't notice. Uh, Why? Well because I have, I always think in my head I only have this much time with people so I've got to hurry and tell them all the stuff. doesn't always work for everyone. But if I say it, then they don't think they have to tell me the bad news. And it starts to kind of take what I call the helium out of the balloon a little bit. The bad one, right? Where everybody's afraid, like, ooh, I better not not tell Nick that. He might not know that when he gets mad, people get scared, and then they are afraid to tell him the truth. Like, whatever it is, everybody's got a version of this story. And so, Uh, That that was such great advice, Nick. Like, I I think that the more awareness you can get of style, the more open your team can be about your styles with each other. And the reason I brought up the team yesterday is I was in a pair on Zoom, of course, uh, with some leaders, and their styles are diametrically opposed. So to your point, I've got one who's super dominant and very data-oriented. She's a lawyer, and she's amazing at it. And the other guy on the team is not that. He's a sales guy. He's a relationship person. Uh, You know, the data to him oftentimes slows him down because he's excited to talk to people and close the deal. And their styles are so different. But in the pair, we started talking about how they could peer coach each other. So instead of just standing way over here and watching each other and being annoyed, because that's what we do on most teams, right? We just... We go, oh, that person operates so different than me, it's hard to connect. Instead, we found ways for them to peer coach each other so that my guy who doesn't love data and details and stuff can get coached by the other person to maybe, where it counts, anchor into some details in a way that he can tolerate. And then he can give her some feedback on when her style, maybe in email or in Zoom, et cetera, is, is maybe it's offensive to people. Maybe it's coming off too hard sometimes to all the people who aren't as in the weeds on the details as her.
1: Lovely. It's,
0: it's magic, right? It's it's the magic of creating a place where your people can just jam for you instead of getting stuck.
1: Don't get stuck in the act. I heard someone say that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, you did.
1: <laughs> so I love it. The safety of... Uh... The, the level of psychological safety in our workplace. Chris, anything else that you want to leave our listeners with?
0: Um, no, I just want to encourage everybody not to be afraid of this, right? So, you know, if you want your team to be your best, it's best, their best. Uh, don't, don't shy away from this. Sometimes it's too soft for a lot of leaders, right? It feels touchy-feely and it's a lot easier to stay in the problems of the business or the hard numbers of the business or whatever feels tangible and safe to you. Um, But I would say to you as a leader, your job is to expand your own ability to to help your team. And that means you first showing what what it's like to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And uh, don't be afraid of the hard stuff when it's going to help you.
1: Love you, Chris.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for this episode uh, and talking this out, something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about at all and the way that you've put a positive spin on wanting to even have an appetite to face and talk and unpack some of this stuff. Uh, you've done a really great job once again. Thank you, Christine, from ARIA Consulting and everyone watching and listening. Thank you for listening to Leadership Now series with Nick Wojcich and Christine Grimm, and we'll see you next week hey guys thank you so much for listening help us reach as many people as possible by giving us a rating a review and subscribing to this podcast love you so much and remember share this with anyone you know who needs to hear this as well i'll see you next week